The Selfish Path to Romance. Download Chapter 1 for free at drkenner.com and at amazon.com. Here is a question that I received from Kara, who's going through a divorce, and she's been married for seven years. Uh, Dear Dr. Kenner, I'm going through a divorce, married seven years. Unfortunately, our divorce is affecting our three children, all under the age of 10. So three very young children. What is the best way to schedule parenting time between us? My husband's lawyer is suggesting one week per parent back and forth forever. Thanks so much, Kara. So, Kara, the question at first, the forever part or on and on and on uh, indefinitely, that part, you always want to be open to revising a schedule. Everybody learns when they first set up a a schedule, uh, a visitation schedule or a co-parenting schedule. Everybody learns as they go. Does this schedule work for all three of our children? Does it work for me given my work schedule? Does it work for me given that I feel very attached to my children and I don't want to see them gone for an entire week? So you want to know that nothing's written in stone and you I would have the lawyer write that in writing that this will come up for annual or semi-annual review to make sure that it's working so nothing is in stone that way the the second uh, point is nobody can answer this question but you you just because your husband's lawyer suggests something doesn't mean that it's the solution, obviously. That's why you're questioning it. You're seeking more information. You want to ask yourself privately, what would that look like? Do a thought experiment. Thought experiments are just picturing it in your own mind moving forward, picturing it during the summer, picturing it during the winter when the kids, some of the kids might be at school. I know you've got very young ones. Um, some, you know, how will it work out with after-school activities? How will it work out personally for you? Do you need a little respite? Do you need a whole week respite from your kids? If you need a whole week respite, uh, that may be a problem for your kids because they are going, they are young kids. They're going to need your attentiveness, your nurturing, your visibility. They're going to not want to feel abandoned from each parent every other week. Another question is what alternatives have you looked at. So see if it fits into your lifestyle. If it doesn't, look at the alternatives. And you can go online. My guess is you already have samples of these, but I just googled an onabout.com for single parents. You can see custody, child custody schedule. The one that, the first one they talk about is the one that you're considering alternating weeks. Hey, I got to interrupt this because we've got to pay some bills. 30 seconds, that's it. A very quick ad and then Alan will be back. Romance. Oh, I wish guys knew more about what we want from a relationship. (laughs) Boy, I wish I knew more about what I want. Where's that ad I saw? Ah, here it is. The Selfish Path to Romance. A serious romance guidebook. Download Chapter 1 for free at SelfishRomance.com and buy it at Amazon.com. Hmm, The Selfish Path to Romance. That is interesting. The first one they talk about is the one that you're considering alternating weeks. And you want to have some flexibility in that because you may want to swap weeks in case uh, one person is always getting Christmas or a particular holiday and you want to share it or one person always gets the vacation just the way the 
the weeks the week goes um another way is you can have what your husband is and his the lawyer suggesting alternating weeks but you can have one week one night during the week where you have an evening visit or a midweek overnight with the opposite parent so the kids still keep the connection then they go into a schedules that are a little for me a little crazy or they would be crazy for me uh two two three day rotations i mean if you get into a rhythm of it that's one thing but sometimes it was an old movie if it's tuesday it must be belgium a family traveling to different countries and they were just very confused um and you know if it's tuesday what day in the rotation are we in is it mom's or dad's day or there's also a three three four four day rotation and there's a two two five five day rotation so already you can see it's a little more confusing. So you do want to simplify it for yourselves and the kids. And then you also want to listen very carefully to your kids. They don't call the ultimate shots. You do want to listen to what to them, to their concerns and answer their concerns. And you you obviously, I'm assuming both parents are stable and safety issues are fine. Otherwise, it might be very different. You want to spend time with each of the kids. Again, the main thing is the visibility. Three things, the visibility. The kids need to feel valued, cherished, cared for and nurtured. Another thing is that they can't, they shouldn't be hearing you arguing and fighting over things. That's very damaging. And I know it's hard going through a divorce, but try to protect them from that. The third is feeling abandoned by one parent. Maybe one parent just gives up. They don't want to deal with the guilt. They fly far away. Listen, I've written an article that's on my website, drkenner.com, drkenner.com. And it's called Parent Partners, A Rational Plan for Nurturing Your Child after your marriage ends and I recommend a book helping your child through the divorce which I think will help with that also uh, there's also a phenomenal book for the for kids and I use this a lot in therapy my books falling apart sometimes I'd spend a whole session on one or two pages and that's dinosaurs divorce and it really helps kids open up and express what's going on it gives them the freedom to do that and you do want to listen to them uh, you you will try to again in the the custody going back to the custody schedule for a, a moment. You know, do the kids want to be in one neighborhood or another? Do they like the bedroom in one uh, one parent's home over another? Are there friends in that area? So listen to your children and work it into to whatever arrangement you make. And here's a little more from Dr. Kenner. That's the prize. A free buffet? Oh, well, no, actually, it's not a buffet. It's a special reception at 10 o'clock in the penthouse conference room. Oh. Where a spectacular once-in-a-lifetime opportunity awaits you. What do you think? I think it's some kind of scam. Oh, good, a scam. We'll do it. And do you know people in your lives who are taken in by scams? And, I mean, that's a cute uh, scene from Rat Pack. However... It's a scam. We'll do it on some level. If you know you're involved in a scam, if you know somebody's soliciting something, we get the telemarketers all the time, or we get the emails that say, "Oh, you need to. You've won some vacation. Just give us your social security number and the name of all your kids and your puppy and what whatnot. You know the the routine. And I, you know they immediately go into the trash for me. Most of them go into my spam filter. Uh, but if someone calls. 
up, it's the same thing. I hang up. I usually ask them, have I asked you to call? Are you a telemarketer? And then I end the call or I push one or two or whatever number they want to take me off the list. Uh, but the point is, are you taken in by scams? If you feel like you want something for nothing, whether it's gambling, I think gambling is a scam. I think it's a huge scam. All you have to do is look at casinos. You see how much money, how much of your money or people who are duped, they get. They're very wealthy. They're rolling in the dough. And should it be allowed on a free market? Of course, it is a scam. And buyer beware. You're the one that needs to know that if you're putting quarters into a machine or laying money on the table, if it, it's your earned money, it's your money, um, and you have you raise an eyebrow, or maybe it's a mental eyebrow. Should I be doing this? Oh man, tune into that. That is your self, your subconscious feeding you information. Honey, this ain't a good deal. Even if you win, it's not a good deal. In fact, that makes you more vulnerable if you win because you draw what conclusion? You draw that gambling is healthy for you and long-range gambling is not healthy. Using your mind rationally is. There are a lot of things you can do other than gamble. I know some people use it for, in quotes, recreation. Many people use it for escape. Many people use it for... Oh, just um, a way hoping that they can take a shortcut in life and it doesn't end up being that. And many of us have been touched by people in our close environment. I certainly have worked with many people in therapy and I've seen families absolutely destroyed by gambling and other bad choices too. So it's not just gambling. For more Dr. Kenner podcast, go to drkenner.com and please listen to this ad. Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path to Romance by psychologist Drs. Kenner and Locke. Most people are aware that men can become aroused, sometimes within seconds, by as little as seeing their partner walk through the door. Women, in contrast, take longer and require more of an emotional context. There are exceptions, but this holds true for most couples. This is not to say that men do not need a context for sex, but typically they can get in the mood much faster. How do you create that emotional context? The first step is to have a close, intimate relationship, but even this doesn't mean that each of you will be in the mood all of the time or even at the same time. Your desire may vary depending on many factors, your age, health, medications, energy level, work demands, time pressure, personal mood, or time of day or month, or some specific event, for example, seeing a romantic movie. Download Chapter 1 for free at drkenner.com and you can buy the book at amazon.com.